Welcome to episode 75 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy features conversations in Canadian theatre with artists of all stripes, from actor to director to playwright and more. If you want to drop me a line to tell me what you think of the podcast, or if you want to suggest somebody that I should talk to, you can find Stageworthy on Facebook and Twitter at StageworthyPod, and you can find the website at StageworthyPodcast.com. If you like the podcast, I hope you'll consider leaving a comment or rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Music or wherever you get your podcasts. Ratings and comments really help people find the show. My guest this week is Annie Tuma, an actor and theatre creator, originally from Minnesota, but now based in Toronto. Look for her in the upcoming Dark Lady from Mystic Horde, Turtleneck from Emergence Theatre, and a musical adaptation of Pippi Longstocking setting sail on Lake Ontario this summer. saying that that you uh originally from the u.s yeah okay so what brings an american okay where where in the u.s i am from st paul minnesota okay so what brings an american girl to uh toronto canada to study theater and, and just stay here um it is <laughs> it is not too not too common i'm finding but there's more than you think okay. um but no i okay so i went Minnesota has reciprocity with Manitoba. Okay. So I paid provincial price to go to school in Winnipeg. Okay. University of Manitoba. Um, but before that, I was in San Francisco. Started my degree there. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved it, but it was super expensive since school in the States is obnoxious. Yes. Like, I don't want to have $80,000 of loans. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> and then my dad called me and was like, hey, I didn't realize, but Manitoba, you can go to school for like $3,000 a year. So <laughs> then I made the switch. What was your major at that time? I was majoring in social work. Okay. And uh, yeah, social work. Okay. Maybe French, which is hilarious now. I don't speak any <laughs> French, but <laughs> that was what I started as. Okay. What, uh, so what made you switch to theater? So when I was in Winnipeg, I was studying, I got a degree in psychology. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but was like publicist of the Black Hole Theater, their, mm-hmm. you know, school theater company there. Mm-hmm. And then um, was all, in all of the shows mm-hmm. and was only doing theater. Right. And then did some fringe stuff and directors in the area were like, mm-hmm. oh, have you ever thought of going to theater school? Like, I think yeah. we can't really offer you any more here. Um, mm-hmm. Why don't you consider it? And I was like, oh, wow. I have always been acting my whole life okay. and I think I think you're right <laughs> you know I think that was the push I needed so okay let's, let's back up then uh-huh. when did you first start start, start acting um, I f- my first play was in this lit in a church basement uh, this Craig Wright who went on to write like six feet under okay and like big TV shows in New York mm-hmm. um, but when he was in lived in St. Paul Minnesota he had a little company called Classics on Cleveland, mm-hmm. and we would do like the Iliad, but with like six-year-olds, and it was like, yeah, and um, the four lovers, six-year-olds, mm-hmm. and I played King Arthur, okay. 
as my first role mm -hmm. when I was six years old. Okay. And I was like carried in on this big throne. And uh, yeah, from there I've been acting. Yeah, okay, <laughs> cool. And so you went to, to, to Winnipeg and studied social work and they convinced you to find a theater school and like do that full time? Yeah, they, I auditioned for schools and I auditioned for really only schools in Canada because those were cheaper, yeah. primarily was my main reason. I auditioned for also the University of Minnesota, the Guthrie program, mm -hmm. um, they have a great one, but that was the only one in the States that I even auditioned for. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, I got into Studio 58 and George Brown and picked George Brown. What was it, just out of curiosity, I know what my reasons were for choosing George Brown at the time, mm -hmm. what was it about George Brown that uh, made you choose it over another school at the time? I was actually talking to a couple professors and stuff at Manitoba since I knew nothing about mm. the schools really, um, and they were, because it was more classical. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wanted something more text-based because I had done more collective creation and mm. little writing things here and there, and so I... Yeah, I just mm. wanted classical training. Because mm. for me, it was I, I remember because I I had I had an offer to Ryerson when I uh, applied for for George Brown, mm -hmm. and uh, well, what it was for me was the business of acting course. Oh, cool! That and that Ryerson didn't have, so it was like, oh, they're gonna not just train me, but like tell me about the business. Okay, that's what I want. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. Yeah, that I didn't even know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything. I literally I came from uh, from Winnipeg mm -hmm. to here, um, and I remember on the first day, Jimmy was like, "Yeah, so this is a cut program," and I was like, "What? Mm -hmm. What does that mean? What?" Looking around at everyone, and they're like, "Who is this girl that doesn't even know what the school she got into?" So it? was that was that like. It's so on the first day, is that like whenever they make everybody do monologues? Or yeah, really, yeah, on the jam session day. Yeah. And for me, I was like, I'm American. If I get cut, I'll have to go back right, to the sure. States because yeah. I'm only here on a study permit. Right. So then I was like, well, I'm just going to graduate and push yeah. that out of my head. Well, <laughs> and everything was fine. At that <laughs> point, you have to. Mm. At that point, you have to. Um, wow. So, uh, I, lost my, I had a thought. I lost my train of thought. So... <laughs> This is the joy of the podcast where everybody gets to hear me being an idiot. Um, <laughs> Keep going. When you were um, a kid, do you remember what, what it was that first made you do theater? Because you were doing it for, for quite a while, but do you remember what it was that drew you to it? Uh, my, I grew up in a very artistic family. Mm -hmm. Not theatery, but my mom's an art teacher mm -hmm. and my dad's an actuary but uh musician at heart okay <laughs> so we would always go to plays mm -hmm. and my mom like raised us with all the old movies mm -hmm. so i fell in love with my fair lady when i was little and would dress up like eliza doolittle mm -hmm. and sing the song in second grade I, there's like a videotape of me singing all i want is the room somewhere <laughs> like with all the you know coal over yeah, my yeah, face yeah, yeah, and everything yeah. Yeah. um so i guess she was one of my, like, idols when I was little, mm -hmm. but really just kind of the community of, um, yeah. my, like, neighborhood was also super yeah. artsy, and we just had lots of fun. I would, I did this thing called the Backyard Plays that me and my sisters ran, and we would write shows for, and mm -hmm. cast the neighborhood kids. That's amazing. I did something, we had something similar in my neighborhood uh -huh. in, in Ontario, in Ajax, 
Um, when we would do something like that, we'd like create shows, and like, I think we did well one year. There was uh -huh. one summer where there were like three competing shows, and we wanted to do a play in the yard, and then we all united to do one show. But for a while, it was very, it was very cutthroat and very like uh, all this serious shit. Oh my! Um, but yeah, so the, like. Were you writing the shows of this? I wrote, um, me and my sister collaborated on one called Fago, which was about a dog that got lost in the fog. And um, that was our big hit, <laughs> along with uh, the hot teapot, <laughs> where we, uh, I played Mary Kate from Mary Kate and Ashley, mm -hmm. and it was all this weird excursion through like China and mm. randomly and America. <laughs> and then it was very interactive though, because in the audience you would um, we had hidden a hot teapot mm -hmm. like a cardboard teapot under someone's seat and so like if you sat on the hot teapot you were like the winner of the play kind of thing okay. it was like this weird interactive you had to like come up and answer some questions but yeah those are my two my two hits Fago and the hot teapot mm, that's pretty cool it's pretty cool prepared you for Fringe when you got to Ottawa yeah exactly or, or Winnipeg sorry, Winnipeg yep. sorry Winnipeg mm -hmm. I don't know why I said Ottawa um, what was like did you have any uh, experience with Fringe before you hit Winnipeg? No. No, I... Not really. I hadn't even... Um, I'd heard... I'd been to, like, some little ones in Minneapolis because mm. they have a Fringe there, but it's yeah. not as big as Winnipeg or... Uh, yeah, like Edmonton. Nothing is. Nothing is, yeah. yeah. So I didn't really know exactly what it was. Yeah. Now I hear that one of the Australian ones is bigger than Edmonton, but Edmonton was the oh. biggest one outside of Edinburgh for a long time. Mm -hmm. But like for me that like I only knew the Toronto fringe and so hitting when you hit the, the, the Winnipeg fringe and all you know is the Toronto or Montreal fringes, you just mind blown yeah. at how massive it is. Uh huh. I know for me it was the opposite too because I was in you know, did the Winnipeg fringe and they yeah. came here and I was like, Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's just not as fun. Yeah, There's just well, not like the I mean, it, I guess like the beer tent, it's just such a central thing to the city yeah. in Winnipeg. Well, in Winnipeg, everybody knows, right? Mm -hmm. in Winnipeg, everybody, knows. everybody knows what Fringe is. And here, you say, hey, I'm doing a show in the Fringe. Most people are like, what's the Fringe? Yeah, you have to explain it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a very different different world. Mm -hmm. um, but Great one. Yeah, it's, yeah. That, it's incredible. Um, I love, like, Winnipeg Fringe is one of my favorites. And the ones that like I've done, uh, Toronto, Montreal, Winnipeg, and Edmonton. Edmonton, oh, to Calgary. Oh yeah. Uh, Edmonton still scares the crap out of me okay. for some reason. Even I though it's, still like, have yet to go. Yeah. It's still just like something about how massive it is, and, and just scares the crap out of me for some reason. Mm -hmm. But I don't know why. Mm -hmm. um, how many shows did you like? Did you do a bunch of shows at the Fringe in, in Winnipeg? Um, just two. Just two. Uh, we did a Comedia dell'arte piece mm -hmm. and then one called Lady Skits. What what was the one the Committee de Larkia one that you did? Um it was with Tutti Fuli. Okay. Um and it was just like an improv okay. classic Committee de Larte that I actually broke my ankle on stage during and had to be rushed to the emergency room. <laughs> what, what, how long ago was that? That was ooh, what was it? Uh five four years ago? Mm -hmm. One, two, three, four, five. Going which, on six. Which uh, which venue were you in? We were in ooh, the was big the, one in the Forks. The kids one. Yeah. I saw that show. No way. I was at I was at I was there with uh, Keystone Theater doing the the Last Man on Earth. <gasps> we were at the uh, the Manitoba Theater Center. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. 
my friend who was in that cast, Stephen Lafreniere, who's going to be on the podcast soon, um, was like flying out to help. Uh, we were in Edmonton, okay. and he flew out to work with some of the people from your cast. What's his name? Stephen Lafreniere. I. Th- yeah. Uh, yeah. No way. Yeah. <gasps> Amazing. Yeah. yeah, he came in for a couple days. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So small. Talk about your small world. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. I love it. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. there you go. There you that go. show. <laughs> no, I remember we saw that. Like we we went to see that. We had a great a great time at that show. Good. Yeah, it was yeah. just kind of a blast of a. Yeah. Of there a was show. that when you guys were doing that. Did you have any? Uh, do you guys know Comedia at all, or was that like... I didn't. Okay. Um, uh, but it was had by this guy, Jeremy, mm. and he, uh, Jeremy and my friend Jackie, and mm. they did know a bit, mm-hmm. um, especially Jeremy, but still, it was kind of them leading it and teaching us mm-hmm. what it, what mm-hmm. Comedia was. Yeah. Which was great. I learned a lot, and we had had tons of different people come in and name, I'm so bad with names, I can't, course, yeah. Um, but yeah, different people come in and do little workshops with us, yeah. so the process of it was the best part about the show, because mm-hmm. I learned, yeah. I played, like, Frances Kina in the thing, mm-hmm. but, like, and lovers, so yeah. I learned all about. So you um, were one of the few unmasked people, which is always fun. Exactly, yeah. Um, what was it like, because I, it struck me that, I mean, Comedia was something new, old but new in mm-hmm. Winnipeg that there ha- I mean generally people don't know it very well yeah so what was the audience like doing that show for an audience unfamiliar with Commedia dell'arte what was that like yeah let me it was a bit uh people kind of thought it was just like an improv show mm-hmm. so it kind of took and we did do it very um like present day Commedia mm-hmm. because people were it was like based off of that, but was definitely like modern comedia. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people were kind of like, "Oh, I'm going to like an improv show," and mm-hmm. then they're like, "Oh, this seems a little bit different," like because yes. we would still yeah. bring in classic scenarios yes. and yeah. um, classic little lotsies mm-hmm. and everything, yeah. um, like the fly one, and mm-hmm. you know, and people would would liked it, but we're kind of like cool. Yeah. <laughs> like we got <laughs> we got lots of like okay. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's hard. For people who don't know, it, we had a we had a blast. I think I think we were shouting back a few times, but it's like people don't know they mm-hmm. can do shit like that. Exactly, because the more inter- audience, like it's all about the audience. Yeah. So we tried. We kept the lights up a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like totally on. We're like, come on. Yeah. We're talking to you. We'd well, go I in think, the crowd. I, think I remember some of the cast wandering around in the audience yep. before the show. That was one of those. And we were <laughs> shouting. I think we were shouting in Pantalonia, but I don't remember. Um, but we were like shouting because we were trying to get like we were into it. We want other people to be into it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's hard. It's a hard sell for people sometimes. Yeah. Um, it was. What was the other show that you did? Lady Skits. Okay. Yeah. What was Lady Skits? Which was a. Uh, it was like a sketch, female sketch comedy. Okay. Which was a blast. Was sold out actually. That was like our right, that was like ahead. our killer yeah. show <laughs> of this season. It was a BYO venue, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it, it ended with uh, menstrual raps. Okay, that's fun. Which was a blast, and it was just me and three other girls that wrote Had it. Have you done sketch before? Or was this kind of new for you? This was new for me again. Yeah. This okay. year was just full of you, these two shows in Winnipeg. You, I just you, learned so many things. You, you just kept like doing things you never done <laughs> exactly. before. Exactly. It was. It was the best way to learn. And that's why 
Winnipeg was so great because all these people just like with their arms wide open, like, come on, we think you're cool. Let's teach you, which I don't find as much here. Well, I mean, generally, I mean, it's it's hard. Um, I I think that the theater community in Winnipeg is a little bit smaller. Yeah. And uh, it's because it's smaller. I think it's more inclusive. Mm -hmm. I think because it's not as spread out here. We're just like the idea of a theater community is so like, how can we have a community? We don't, we can't all hang out. There's like no one place for us to go. Uh I can't like, there's inevitably going to be different pockets of people because it's so large. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I find that the Winnipeg fringe generally like the fringe in Winnipeg has sort of like that open arms thing that Mm -hmm. is, I found only really in a couple of smaller fringes. So it's like this massive fringe that has like the warmth of a large of a smaller fringe. Yeah. Which is interesting. And it, it, it there's a freedom to like experiment mm-hmm. that you don't find in some other ones. Totally, totally. That's a good way of putting it. Because yeah, that was exactly what yeah, what we did. We were doing that with lady sketches and and, and with the comedia shows. Like yeah. You just, just trying it. Trying I met it. someone and they're like, hey we think you'd be good in this. Yeah. Do you want to do it? Yeah. Yeah. You know? And one again, two of the people, one of them now has gone on to she just a big comedian mm-hmm. or she's a comedian yeah. runs like women's open the mic nights and stuff in Winnipeg and comes to Toronto a bunch but she um, so she was kind of like the header of that yeah. one which is great That's cool did you have what kind of preparation do you have for doing sketch when you haven't done it before what do you how do you prepare for that um I just did it <laughs> <laughs> I did it <laughs> Yeah. I didn't really prepare. <laughs> and then uh, we, and it was like, ended up, we became like best friends throughout mm-hmm. the process. Yeah. So then it really was just us having a great time on stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much for that. That was, I just mm-hmm. did it. When you came from Winnipeg to Toronto, so you just sort of show up, you don't know anything about the program you're getting into. Uh-huh. Um, you don't know much about... Toronto, I, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's that like? You come from Winnipeg, you show up in Toronto, and you don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, and I also, I had moved in with these like three roommates that I showed up. I met one at Winnipeg Folk Fest. We were like drinking gin and eating cold hot dogs. And she's like, hey, I'm looking for a roommate in Toronto. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty hilarious they weren't time students? No. no so yeah my whole time in, anyways I yeah. really did coming here being like wow what's Toronto yeah. um, but no I lived in uh, San Francisco and my mm-hmm. mom's from Chicago so I know Chicago very yeah. well um, all my sisters live there and so it wasn't really I mean Toronto has, obviously has its own vibes yeah. it's a very any city there's a relationship with of it of course yeah and I find Toronto for me has really been like um, love hate. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in like such a relationship with the city. I think that that can be pretty common for mm-hmm. people. Is that you can be in any kind of a love hate sometimes. Yeah. Um, is it? I mean, we cannot talk about it if you don't want to. But I'm mm-hmm. curious, like the love hate. What is it that you love? What is it that you hate? Well, I guess definitely part of it is I didn't really realize that I was picking a city in a different country. And okay. yeah. I'm realizing more recently how that's played a lot into it because there's been like visa issues okay. and um, a ton of stuff mm-hmm. um, with all of that. So uh, is that standing in the way of your of your working at this point? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I okay. I just booked a commercial 
and I'm on a post-graduation work permit, mm -hmm. and uh, I can't do it because Actor won't let me. And that also happened to me with an equity gig mm -hmm. before, right when I was out of theater school, the union, mm -hmm. I hadn't received, that one I hadn't received my visa yet. Okay. Um, and so they were like, the union will not let you because you are a risk right. to the production. Okay. So it's happened a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. And then I just had an equity gig at Magnus okay. Theater. And again, they almost, there was a bunch of... Uh, just finagling that had yeah. to happen. Did you get the Did you get the gig? I got it. Got the, the, this one I got it because I had the visa. So now I can work with card? equity. Do you have a visa card or your your equity card? Um, no, I can't. Okay. I found out I can't. I know. Is this all because of the American thing? It is. It's because I have to become a part of the American Union before I can be join the Canadian one. When? If okay. that makes sense. I, because I'm American, I, unless I get permanent residency. Okay. Which is my next step. But so complicated. Is so that, are you going for that? I'm going for that. Yeah. yeah okay. But it takes years. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, yeah, I mean, I, I, it can, you mm -hmm. know, it's a, it's a process. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, okay, so that's like, here's some of the things that you don't, that you don't love about it. Yeah. Um, what do you, what do you love about it? I love... Well, I love the community that I have found here. Yeah. I really do. Okay. I've met in theater school since I came knowing no one. I met amazing people that I create yeah. with all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and that has... I can't leave that. No. And I don't want to. They're my no. best friends. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but... So I love that aspect. I do love... There's so many different things going on. Mm -hmm. Such an international city. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I love those aspects of it for cool. sure. And you're you're you've decided that you're gonna stay. You're gonna become Canadian. I'm gonna get my permanent residency. Yeah, yeah. that was very like a in January this year. <laughs> I had a big whole month of thinking about it. Like, yeah. do I want to be here for sure? Because mm. um, I just lost another thing because of Actra, right. and I was like, okay, what what am I gonna do? Yeah. And yeah, I'm gonna get my permanent residency, and then once I get that, I'll be fine. It's yeah. like getting a green card, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can work yeah. in both places, no mm -hmm. problem. Cool. Um, so that's. So are you doing mostly indie right now, or are you just trying to do everything that you can to let you? Yeah, I'm trying to do everything, but mostly yeah, indie, definitely. Yeah, mostly indie. What what's what's your indie community? What's that like? Um, great. I'm. I started a little theater company with a couple ladies when we did started a fringe yeah. show. You know the classic, the classic way where you have to create a name now for you your have company. To have a name for the company. <laughs> <You know? laughs> How they keep making so many companies in the city, yeah. <laughs> but then uh, we did. We've done a couple shows since then, yeah. and so we're doing a show this summer. Okay. On the pirate ship. Oh yeah. Down yeah, yeah pirate's life pirate mm -hmm. ship. We're co-pouring it with them because we're doing Pippi Longstocking. Oh. That's awesome. I love That's Pippi. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't I haven't heard about Pippi since I was a kid. Pippi was a big deal when when I was a kid. And mm -hmm. you know, you're so much Pippi Longstocking. Anyway. Right? I know. She's so cool. Yeah. She's but, so like she's the strongest woman in the world. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> strongest Why? girl in the world. There you <laughs> go. Correct yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And mm -hmm. when is that happening? That's going to be end of uh, August. Nice. August 23rd through September 4th. Nice. Yeah. Um, so when you're creating these things, are you, are you, do you write them? Is it collective creation? Do you, like a combination of both? A combination of both, yeah. Um, we've done 
um, our first show was that was in the French was Collective Creation. So we totally did from writings. We yeah. sat down and wrote for like three months and then got on our feet and made a show, um, which I love. But this one, we're adapting our own version of Pippi. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we have someone who's writing music for it. Nice. And... Because you have to have all that sea shanty loveliness you when you're out on Lake Ontario. You're also, you're also, you're on a pirate I know, and Pippi's dad was a pirate. There you go. That's yeah. right. Yep. Yep. That's right. Oh, I'm so excited. That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. But this one, and then me and uh, another girl are writing, adapting the script. Mm-hmm. He's doing the music. Mm-hmm. Our friend Landon, and then we have. So it's we're creating it, but then it will not. It's not collective creation. Mm-hmm. When, when you were in theater school, did they talk about self-production at all? Not as much as I wish. They did. In business of acting, yeah. we learned a, a lot of great stuff. Mm. But I think we, you're just taking so many things in in theater yeah. school that I didn't quite realize how important it was. Even though I knew, mm. I just didn't. So I'm still learning so much. It's a shift. Because when I was in theater school, you know, well, in the, in the, when I was in theater school, <laughs> um, that self-production didn't come in at all. When they talked about Fringe, it was like, well, if you can't do anything else, I guess you could do a Fringe show. Really? It was like Fringe was not the part of the theater career that it is now. It became. Uh-huh. But at the time, it was like, eh, it's not really a thing. And yeah. so they were training us specifically for go to the audition, get the job, go to the next audition, get like that was their, that was the career, was the... right? Nobody talked mm-hmm. about self-produ- self-promotion, self-production. Production. And I think... It's probable that theater schools will eventually have bigger components, but it's a slow process to update yeah. that kind of curriculum. And I don't think anybody really could anticipate um, at the time that these programs are being put together how important like, it is. How it's like a main part. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, it's it's not enough to just have one class. No. And even though we had great people that came in and talked to us, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's one class one day a week for one year. Yeah. It's, but even that's not even acting, and that doesn't even really come. That only like that's not theater production. Totally, that's like, that's like all of the all of the things, and so maybe a little bit of it is 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 actually self producing. But like, I know it's definitely like a slap in the face. <laughs> yes, but it, I mean, I I wish that that there were more resources to prepare people for it. But I mm-hmm. think it's it is an important part of. Like learning how to do that stuff, and Fringe is a oh, really yeah. great way to learn how to do that mm-hmm. with low pressure stakes. Because yeah. it's not going to cost you as much to do your show at the Fringe, so it's a great yeah. way to get your feet wet before you do something stupid like book a theater for a play that you haven't written yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did mm. you know that? <laughs> yeah, it's not like I'm speaking for personal. Yeah, exactly. Huh? But, um, but yeah, it's one of those things. Like did. And I guess when when you went in, you didn't really expect that that self production was going to be a thing that that you would do. I think most people don't. Yeah, I know. I or I like kind of knew that it would would be a thing, but I didn't necessarily think that I would be mm-hmm. the one like producing well, it. Were, do you know what I mean? You already had some fringe experience yeah. in Winnipeg before you came to, to theater school mm-hmm. here, so you had like a, a sense of it, but. I feel like most people go into theater school thinking, yeah, and then I'm going to learn how to produce my own work, and I'm going to do that for a few years. And like people don't really think about that as part of their career, um, but it is such a massive part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, massive. <laughs> have you done Have you done shows at the Toronto Fringe, or just like been a participant? Toronto, we did uh, one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know. 
Okay. That was two years ago? Yeah. And that was the collective creation one okay. that I... Uh, yeah, it was cool. So we again, it was a perfect way because it was we got drawn when during my third year of theater mm-hmm. school. So then it was a great way. To, oh, yeah, so it like, was pretty when perfect. Out, right when you're coming out, uh huh. That's actually a great way to finish it was school. Perfect. Yeah. We had something set up. We were again like learning so much right away because it's like whoa, okay, so producing it's and this hat and writing and acting. How, how is the, the school when you like if you're getting in the November of your last year mm-hmm. and you're you're starting to think production for the summer? Was the school supportive of that, or did you have to do that sort of like on the side? We did on the side, totally on the side. Yeah, yeah. I remember we us. It was good though in the beginning because we would have free rehearsal space, <laughs> so we would just stay really late yeah. and try and make time to mm-hmm. you know do some writing in the atrium <laughs> and well, then I mean, you can do that get on shit. our feet I, mean, mm-hmm. oh, Forget, I keep forgetting that it's at the it's at the young center because for me it was at this the warehouse that no longer exists at king and river street oh i've heard about that yeah, yep. the legendary warehouse uh-huh. um and we would people would do the same thing there like you're working on a thing you just stay nobody asks questions you just stay Nobody locked. The front door gets locked. The theater doesn't get locked. The studios don't get locked. You just yep. don't go in. Just stay till someone kicks you out. When yeah. they come around, they're like, um, why are you here? <laughs> we never had that. Oh, you didn't have that? Oh, okay. There, it was like, once everybody left, it's not like there's a security guard coming through. Uh-huh. Maybe the, uh, maybe, nice. the maybe Larry would come around and he's the last person to go and he'd be like, the code is such and such. Just make sure you activate the code. You know, you just sort of, yeah, you know, under the under the breath, Tip-tip. you know, yeah. But uh-huh. it was like you just stay until you're done. Mm-hmm. You know? For us, yeah, they do come around. There's security that comes through well, eventually. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> At like eleven thirty, mm-hmm. I remember them being like, "Why are you still here?" Oh, okay. And we're gonna make you mask, which you have just that's just what you say. That's and exactly vocal mask. mask all year round, all right. the time. It just, just keeps you safe. Yeah, because vocal mask starts in September and ends at the end of the year. So you you're bet. Safe. You know. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> lose some kids minds I was going to see another young center and I was seeing a play and I heard these kids behind me talking about vocal mask but what is a vocal mask I don't even know they'd obviously just been assigned it and they're like I couldn't resist I turned around and I said the trick is that is nothing it's what you make it and they were like what what <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like you know nobody's gonna tell you that no you figure that out I'm just giving you a leg up Mm-hmm. Now you know. Now you know. Yeah. Now you know. <laughs> this. Yeah, but it's one of those things. Like again, like this thing nobody tells you because you have to stumble and find your way mm-hmm. to figuring it out. Do you remember any of your vocal masks? Oh yes, I do. Okay. I, I do. Are there are they ones that you want to forget or air or are there are you proud of one or two? You know, in second year when we did the partner one. Mm-hmm. I did sisters, mm-hmm. and me and Jocelyn, we, me and my good friend Jocelyn, who now is directing Pippi this summer, nice. so went on to our creative relationship continues, nice. um, but that was, we had so much fun working on it. Mm-hmm. We had such a blast and learned so much. I wish that we could go back and watch it, because I'm sure it was not, in my head it's like amazing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I know it was not amazing, or taken out of the scenario that it was, yeah. it was like a different, like it's, it was the perfect art for like that moment with like your friends and colleagues, mm-hmm. so I I do love my second year one. Mm-hmm. What about your, what about your third year one? How did my, you feel about that one? My third year one, I did home, was my word, 
Um, again, with the relationship with the city, I was very, mm-hmm. it's like, do I like what? I've lived in these all these different places, and which one's my home, and what yeah. makes a home? Um, but... It, I had, a, I loved working on it. Mm-hmm. I loved working on it. I learned so much. Yeah. Um, but it didn't probably just be just because it was just me up on stage. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have as much of an impact in as as the the partner one. Yeah. For me personally, I learned more. It was scarier. It's tough. Which was what I got from it. It's tough up there, mm-hmm. right? Like, I actually know a couple of people who sort of did really well with their vocal mask and sort of became solo performers. Cool. Because of it. Because of that kind of the first. Like just like that, that sort of like getting that taste to for like being up there. But it's not, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Especially, in, I mean, there's a warm feeling, but it's also like, this is my grade. Yeah. This is like my whole year has come to this moment. Yeah. Which is a lot to put on a thing. So much. Yeah. But also it's like such an important part of mm-hmm. third year. It, and just, I don't know why... Yeah, I think everyone needs to do one. <laughs> do you, I mean, in terms of, in your opinion, do you, what's your opinion of, of what one gets out of doing a vocal mask? I, well, one big thing I think was taste. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, like what what I like. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you, you learn a lot about that in theater school just in general. Mm-hmm. But I think it really like cinched it when you're up there, just you on stage having to try out your taste, yeah. you know, and seeing what people think about it. Mm-hmm. This is something that I've just worked on with myself and my prop is a shopping cart. So myself and a shopping cart. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So that, and it's, since you don't, aren't writing it, it's not as much of that, but definitely you kind of write some of it anyways. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> so yeah. it did bring out that also with I me. <laughs> the, the interesting thing is like a, it's like a, a remix, mm-hmm. right? It's like, like remixing. It's the way somebody would remix music. You remix words and quotes and paragraphs to make a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, totally. DJ. Know, yeah. Being your own DJ. Oh shit, man. These are things I wish I know. <laughs> yeah. I could, I yeah. And I'll think of this. Yeah. <laughs> This is you DJing, you curating a thing. And, uh-huh. But of course, you never, like, is that idea of, like, if you were to go back, well, knowing what you know now, and start over again, mm-hmm. like, how awesome would you be, right? Yeah. Because you have discovered all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from taste, what did Vocal Mask teach you? Um, <laughs> my process more. Okay. Which, again, these are things you learned throughout whole school, but it was mm-hmm. good to try it out on something that just you are working on, yeah. you know? Also that I procrastinate. I'm, I know I procrastinate, so that was a big one for me too. I was like, whoa, you really procrastinate. <laughs> well, I mean, at least you know there's like a deadline by which you're going to have to finish it. Mm-hmm. And you get it done. You get it done. You definitely I do. Mean, some of it is a lot of... Uh, last minute late nights mm-hmm. um a lot of oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck as you like put things together but um per, like that deadline that's one of the things that I've sort of learned about about creating theater is mm-hmm. like give yourself a deadline you can't escape yep to make a thing yes. happen yes there we go that's the main one of the main things yeah. I learned yeah because yeah. <laughs> I, I wrote a thing for like eight years before I, gave my, before I had a deadline and then I finished it because mm-hmm. I couldn't because you needed to I need, well, I, 
no reason to finish it if you don't have a deadline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so you finished theater school. You've been out of school for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are working out. You're staying in your sort of you're in Toronto for the for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Aside from Pippi Longstocking, is there anything coming up for you? Right now, um, but in June, I'm part of a show called The Dark Lady, okay. um, which is kind of a dance. It's half dancers, half actors. Okay. And it's really weird. It's, a, again, like kind of a longer-term development thing. We've been working on it for a year. Um, so, yeah, I'm doing that. It's kind of... I hate, we're playing gods and goddesses. Mm-hmm. So I'm Persephone. Okay. And it takes place in, um, like, a gallery in Kensington. So we're kind of giving everyone, like, the club feel, and mm-hmm. we'll take you through this weird dance... Peace. And so that's June. Who's that with? Is that with? The- that's with. It's uh, a friend, Mystic mm-hmm. Horde. Okay. What gallery is it? Do you know the name of the gallery? And I don't. Oh, it's escaping okay. me. Okay, I forget. Annie. That's, that's no. I mean. But yeah. Uh, so in Kensington, this, are you dancing in it or are you just speaking in it? I'm dancing in it too. How does that feel? Like, were you a dancer by heart, or was that? Because I know there were two kinds of people when I was in theater school. Mm-hmm. There were people who like talked to dancing, and there were the people who had dancing forced upon them. Fair. Yep. You know, I I was in the circus actually okay. when I was younger, so that uh, actually that was one of the main reasons that wanted me to become an actor. Going back to that question. Well, there we go. There we go. You always you realize now, things now as you I'm, talk. Now I'm fascinated by cir- by, do- by doing cir- What were you doing in the circus at the time? Um, bungee trapeze, okay. hoops, silks. And how old were you? I was. It was in high school. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So oh. finished when I was 18. Um, and it was amazing. I would go every day after school and go train. Have you kept up with your circus studies? This is the thing. I hurt myself. Oh. Geez. Um. Yeah. I fell off a silk. And landed on my upper back. I didn't completely fall, but they're stretchy mm-hmm. when they're new. Yeah. And I climbed up it, and thought I was high enough, mm-hmm. wasn't, and like bounced on the oh, ground. Oh. And so mm-hmm. I don't. I but I still going back to like dancer mm-hmm. mover. I still like have that movement in my body. Yeah. So I and I. Like, was just in a show, actually, at Magnus Theatre, The Jungle Book, where we had mm-hmm. to like, climb ropes and stuff like that. Yeah. So that kind of thing is still in my body, but I don't practice circus okay. anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you, so as, a, as somebody who's, like, faced with, like, doing this show that that's dance, uh, you're not freaked out by it because you have this background. Yeah, I'm not freaked out. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love mm-hmm. weird movement. We're doing like a bit of like Suzuki mm-hmm. kind of work throughout the process, um, and I kind of like pushing your body to the limit, and then what happens mm-hmm. when you take yourself as far as you can go, mm-hmm. um, and like the ecstasy and everything that comes with that mm-hmm. is what we're exploring with it. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even and that's why it's half dancers, half not because. Okay. Um, Half the people are really amazing, I guess, like technical movers, mm-hmm. and then the other half of us are more. Just I'll just kind of do my body will do its mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah, which is I've learned a lot though. And did you see yourself as a dancer before this? Uh, Circus aside, but like if somebody had said this is a role for a dancer, no, I'm I'm like a mover. Mm-hmm. I guess okay. I categorize yeah. myself like if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. It when does. you have to put a name to it, yes. I, yeah. I say because I don't know like technique, but I definitely yeah. I love movement. I love movement based theater mm-hmm. and 
mm. all of that. It's funny because when I was when when we formed Keystone Theater back in the day, mm-hmm. um, and Richard Bowen said it's going to be it's physical theater. I was like, I don't do theater. I don't. <laughs> no. I don't do physical theater. He was like, I think you do. I think you can. And I was like, I don't know. Fine, I'll give it a try. And okay. it was like, like four years in when I was like, okay, I can do the- phys- physical theater. Um, but I think I can only do that kind. But it was like just this revelation. Oh, okay. I can. I can. Uh-huh. I, can. I have a body. Yeah. Hey, I can do physical theater. Which was like yeah. crazy because uh, when I was in theater school, I was like one of those people who, like, I had dance forced upon me. <laughs> and it was not, did not come naturally at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and every dance class was a struggle for me. <laughs> That's, I know. I didn't even know those. Yeah. 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 I remember we had we had uh, somebody came in to do tap with us. She came in oh, as our dance teacher. Was, we didn't do that. No, Jealous. Well, our dance teacher was was sick, and so they brought in somebody. Okay. And she taught tap in like I think a very classical like drill sergeant kind of way, uh-huh. and I didn't take to it. Yeah. Didn't, if she didn't catch it right away, she's like, no. <laughs> Please don't! Yeah, I can't! I just, Take these like, shoes off! I just want to learn acting! Yeah! Do any of this! Does this matter? It's like terrible! It's like dying inside! Uh-huh. Uh, um, yeah! Are you, are you on, the, on the internets? Do you have a website? Do you have Twitter? Internets! Uh, Fourth Gorgon Theater! Yes! Cool. Fourthgorgon.com! Nice! Um, and. Is, it, is, this, is this one of those names that you come up with when you have to come up with something at Fringe? Yeah, that's it's the one. It's amazing. It is. But I, we, I love it. We do love it now. That's good. I remember years ago, there was a company, and I was at the Fringe Lottery, and their name was We Spent the Rent. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just all these names that come up. Exactly. That was totally yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Twitter? 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 No. Twitter, no. Instagram? Yes. Tuma Tuma. Tuma Tuma. That's good. Tuma Tu, the number uh, Ma. There we go. Good. Yep. Good. That's good. That's awesome. And then the Book of Face, obviously. Of, face, of course. Yes. Um, in terms of uh, what's what the stuff that's coming up for you, you've got this this dance show, you've mm-hmm. got Pippi Longstocking. Mm-hmm. Um, have, are you able to look ahead further than that? Uh, are there things that you're looking at for, for further? No, nothing. Mm-hmm. Right now, for further is really just getting my permanent residency papers in (laughs) um that's what's very time consuming Mm -hmm. right now but yeah yeah, no that's i'm just looking to i guess to september 4th cool yeah and then who knows and then who knows you know yeah i do yeah (laughs) this has been a lot of fun thank you so much for talking to me today awesome thank you